unfortunate side effects of growing up evangelical for me has been that I can never really fully shake my deep-seated fear of the rapture. It's just so deeply programmed into me somewhere, you know? But, you know, we... Nothing unites people more than mutual fear. (laughs) And if we can all just be made to fear, they can keep us down. This podcast has taken a hard left turn. (laughs) (laughs) My only god is Ocean Puffs. I only worship Tui now. I'm Delaney Amatrudo. And I'm Ben Bott. And this is Movie Surfing, a Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. So this week, again, as per the suggestion of the case files, we're checking out the Lawrence brothers and their canon with the year 2000's The Other Me, which I had not heard of or watched, but you said you had seen as a kid. Yeah, I have a feeling this might be an extremely under-listened to episode because maybe other people didn't really watch this movie. This is one of those movies that I remember watching a lot, and maybe it's just sort of one of those movies that was also airing on Disney Channel a lot and like at weird times you know and this was one that I just saw way too many times and like I told you I didn't remember that much about it the only thing like the image of this movie in my mind is just goo I remember goo (laughs) which is funny because I don't think goo really figures too heavily into it I don't know what like the imagery was gooey I don't know that just makes me think of my favorite decom character of all time the space lawyer (laughs) Oh, I was thinking of the the boogeyman, the boogie goo. Yeah. Lots of Disney goo. Uh, The thumbnail for this one, uh, it's just like clearly, I I mean, you had told me that clones were an element of it. It's just two identical looking guys. And I was like, I'm always here for a twin movie. We all know Ben is always here for the science boys. Science boys and twins are always A plus decom material for me. I think now would be a really good time for me to explain to the listeners the lore around Ben and his alleged twin brother (laughs) because i feel like we've discussed it but ben claims he has a twin but i've never seen them in the same room at the same time and also i don't believe he exists (laughs) tell the people what your twin's name is allegedly baxter it's a made-up name (laughs) it's my mom's maiden name one day we'll like have him on the show but this is not in fact a twin movie for the uninitiated i think we have to turn to our time-honored tradition of reading the disney plus description of the film, The Other Me. When struggling 7th grader Will Browning accidentally creates his clone, he sees the perfect opportunity to send his doppelganger to school in his place. But his plan backfires when the clone turns out to be more popular. Which is kind of an underestimation, I think, of the problem of this film. But I would say it's a fairly, fairly reasonable description. He makes a clone, and it causes problems. (laughs) That's all you need to know. As clones are wont to do. Yeah, as if people expect that the clone would be completely unproblematic. (laughs) There's a reason cloning isn't legal yet. Uh, But the movie starts off, it's a really 90s start in my opinion. There's some 90s ass music. People are arriving to school, getting off the school bus. And we immediately see our main character, Will, walking up to school playing with a yo-yo. We've got kids kind of snickering and being like, (laughs) it's yo-yo. Kid. <laughs> yo-yo kid. I happen to think yo-yos are very cool. I'm a pretty competent yo-yoer. When we were in elementary school, we had a man come and do a whole yo-yo demonstration for us, and then we 
could buy his yo-yos from a catalog. So I did. And then I like learned how to do a couple of cool yo-yo tricks. And that's just a thing that I have in my back pocket. So I'm not understanding why people think he's a loser just because he likes to yo-yo. But I digress. To be fair, like yo-yos, I think legit were cool in the 90s. And Will doesn't seem so bothered by the people calling him yo-yo kid. He just continues doing his yo-yos thing. He walks up to the front of the school. He runs into his buddy Chucky and they're having a nice little back and forth. The actor who plays Chucky was in Xenon apparently and he was also in Holes. That's what I recognized him from. Oh my god, he was in Holes? I gotta rewatch Holes. I think he's I really the kid with the glasses Chucky. in Holes. Oh, he was X-Ray? Yeah, I think so. I gotta rewatch Holes. I really liked Chucky. He was super cool. He and Will have this little chat where Will's like, I know we got that science test coming back, but don't worry, my method of just sliding by is gonna guide me through everything. He's got this sort of cavalier, decom lead boy cool attitude. Right. He doesn't care about school. They're about to get their report cards back, but he doesn't really seem to mind that much. We also now meet a random hot girl named Heather who played the best friend in Cadet Kelly and she has a crush on Will and I guess he's just really not into it. I was a little bit confused about her like characterization because she has all the traits of the like, I'm the super cool hot girl, I'm way too cool for you vibe. But it's actually sort of not that. She apparently has a crush on him and is always trying to ask him out and he always says no and he kind of treats her like a pest. Yeah, he like, because the way that it's written, it sounds like it's, it's more about like he just doesn't want to put himself out there or something. But it comes off like that. Like he's like, "Uh, yeah, maybe fucking never. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, he treats her like she's the loser, but in any other movie, she would be the resident hot girl. So I don't know. Her name is Heather. She wants to go with him to the junior social that's coming up, but he is very much opposed. Uh, We also get a scene in science class where the report cards come out or the test comes out or something, and it turns out Will is not in the safe academic position that he thought he was. He's really got to drill down on this project that they have due. It's a classic decom. You need to get at least a B on this project to pass kind of thing. The teacher's doing sort of like a passive-aggressive monologue that's directed to the whole class, but is actually really just meant for Will. Yeah, totally unprofessional, (laughs) but it works for the movie. (laughs) And then we get home and we get a classic decom trope, which is health nut mom. Yeah. Who is, you know, only ever making weird cultural health foods. She's made some sort of nutritional, she says like a nourishment pot or something. Oh, the communal pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got, there's one big communal pot of whatever healthy stuff she's made in the middle. And she's like, we all share as a family. Uh, We also meet edgy sister. Her name is Alana. She kind of has like edgy, cool teenager vibes, but also apparently she's doing great in school. She shows off her fantastic report card. The dad? is the shitty dad from Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> the sister is played by Allison Pill, who is fairly well-known, I think. I remember her the most from Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen starring Lindsay Lohan. Oh, see, I didn't recognize her, but uh, good to know that she's also a fixture of this era of movies. You yeah. know, the caliber of actors, I think, in this movie was pretty good. Like, yeah. it's no surprise to me that they've gone on to do other things after it. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so Allison Pill, 
the sister, Alana, sorry, Alana the sister, makes this whole big show out of giving her parents her report card, which kind of forces Will to flourish his as well. Obviously, his grades are bad and his parents are pretty upset. And so we find out now that the parents are threatening to send Will off to some sort of summer boot camp if he doesn't get his grades yeah. up by the end of the year. Yeah, getting sent to military school was conditioned into me as a consequence for bad grades because of the Sims one. Because that's what would happen if you didn't make your kid Sims go to school. <laughs> Will is not happy about this boot camp threat, and he immediately goes upstairs and calls Chucky after dinner, who is also concerned about it. Chucky is a really nice friend. Yeah, I like Chucky. He's a cool kid. Mom also comes in and has a little feelings meeting with Will because, you know, that's what decom parents do. <laughs> it's sort of the, the usual, you know, your dad is just hard on you because he loves you. You know, we want to see you succeed. We just need you to try a little bit harder and like cue the like really sappy feelings meeting music mom leaves and while we've still got this feelings meeting emotional music will bust out his yo-yo and starts yo-yoing while sitting on his bed this yo-yoing i don't remember if he drops the yo-yo or what he but walks he... The, he does the walking the dog trick and so the yo-yo starts to like roll on his floor and it leads him to a magazine with an advertisement for something called ocean pups yeah and it's advertised as like a science experiment and I think the tagline is grow your own fun and Will's like awesome this is a science project that'll definitely get me that B. So they're basically sea monkeys. Did you do sea monkeys as a kid? No. Oh, you want to hear something really weird? Yeah. I want to say that sea monkeys, this is like a thing that I saved up my money for because I kept seeing this like grow your own sea monkeys kit at Target. Right. And I wanted it so bad and it was very much marketed to girls. Like the tank was like, it had pink accents, you know. I eventually had the money, the like $20 or whatever to go buy the sea monkey kit. The kit came with this plastic bubble necklace and you could could fill up the necklace with water and then suck some of the sea monkeys out with a pipette of their tank and then put them into the necklace and then like wear your sea monkeys to school. <laughs> that is like the most terrifying druid shit I've ever heard in it's my life. It's awful, but I wanted it so bad just my for that. My sea monkey talisman. <laughs> I was out there wearing sea monkeys places. Like, what is wrong with me? Yes, I love it. But Will is super excited to do some ocean pups for this uh, project. And we cut to the ocean pups office it's like the middle of the night yeah we get classic evil lab lair yeah it's 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 weird it's like there's a hideout inside the ocean pups office where these guys are doing mad science cloning experiments it's a younger guy and an older guy they have a kind of like almost like the goons in home alone vibe to them they, yes exactly they basically cast the exact same types as joe pesci and what's his name from home alone you know one of them is kind of a shorter guy one of them is taller with like long hair they did that exact thing I, I don't want to harp on this too much but we're really playing fast and loose with the science behind cloning in this movie <laughs> because you see them clone this rat and the way they do it is they drip a little bit of some formula on one rat and then the rat just multiplies into two rats yeah it mitosis itself into a second rat i just want to make it very clear that I know, and you know, and now the listeners know that this isn't how cloning works. But in the 90s, goddammit, this is what we thought it could be. 
Right. This is, like, what we want cloning to be. They also say some weird shit about, like, we're using this company as a front to do these experiments. Like, they got laughed out of a university somewhere or something. Because their end game is to be real scientists. Yes. That's <laughs> it. They're like, finally, we'll be able to stop using this Ocean Pups thing as a front and we'll finally be accepted into the real science boy community. So they're super stoked because they, they've successfully come up with their hyper-cloning technology. They leave all ecstatic, but after they do... The experimental animals that are in this lab, there's like a cat and a mouse and they get out and they're chasing each other and it's got hijinks. There is a cat in a fish tank. It reminds me best. of like in Xenon when there's the, is it a cat or a rat? It's a rat, like suspended in zero gravity in the lab where her parents are doing experiments. This is like that, except it's a cat and it's in a fish tank. Right. But the, the fish tank is obviously not well secured because the cat gets out. <laughs> And the, the mouse also gets out, and now the cat's chasing the mouse around. They knock all this crap over. The cloning solution, as a result, it's all very, you know, decoms 90s science stuff, but the solution, like, bubbles over and drips down onto the floorboards and then drips through the floor, coincidentally, onto the ocean pups package in the room down below. Yeah, that... That's probably not important. Probably not important. That package then gets delivered to Will's house. Conveniently enough. You see the, the mailman drops it off. Will brings it inside. He immediately starts getting it set up in his bathroom. And he, you know, fills up the tank, dumps in <laughs> the... The logical place for ocean pups. Dumps in the, the little packet of ocean pup eggs. And then he's like, oh no, whatever shall I stir this up with? Which, why do you need to stir it? I don't know. But he does. So he picks up uh, his comb that's sitting his on the counter. heavily used comb. There's a bunch of really long hairs in it. But he starts stirring up the ocean pup eggs with the comb. And you see his hairs sort of gleaming in the water. <laughs> And he's like, okay, I guess now I just have to wait for the eggs to hatch. But he doesn't have to wait that long. He's like, long. yeah, it should only take two days or three days or whatever. Joke's but on him. But it starts to react a goddamn immediately. Yeah. Suddenly we have a full-on, like, water spout forming in this tiny little ocean pup's tank. Will is just backing away in horror as it's, like, splashing all over the place. His first move is, I gotta call customer service on this. Right. I like that that's his first instinct is, this can't be right. Let me call the number on the box. And so he <laughs> so does. So he does, and this lady is like, huh, that's weird. Let me check it out, and puts him on hold. I couldn't tell if she was just straight up blowing him off because the way that the actress portrayed it was like she was reading a newspaper or something and right, just put him on like hold. it seemed like she put him on hold and then went back to reading her newspaper, wasn't actually looking into it. I don't know. But while he's waiting on her, he goes back to the bathroom and then there's this whole mirror moment. He like looks in the bathroom mirror and gets freaked out for a second because he's startled, but then he opens the door and goes to look in and it's wet naked, Will. <laughs> that sounds bad, but... <laughs> It's, it's, it's true. It, 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 that is what it is. Um, and they do this moment of like a mirror exercise thing, right. like every entry level acting class I've ever been in. I don't know how to describe it. I'm just going to hope that the people listening can picture it for yourselves. You yeah, know, they're doing exercise. the same thing. They're like, what's this all about? <sighs> Finally, the customer service lady gets back to Will. Big surprise. She's like, yep, there's nothing. Yeah, because what he tells her on the phone is there's lots of uh, swirling tornado 
show of water and flashing lights. And she's like, yeah, I don't know. You know, the manufacturers don't know anything about flashing lights. Sorry, have a nice weekend. At a loss, Will goes and just starts to deal with this clone who is messing around with stuff in the bathroom like Frankenstein's monster, sprays powder all over Will's face. He's, you know, knocking stuff over. And Will eventually is just like, here's a towel. Put this on, please. Right. Then the clone starts trying to talk. He can kind of mimic things right. that Will is saying, which prompts Will to bring him in the bedroom and give him his biology textbook. He's like, here, read this. Because conveniently, the clone can read. And also conveniently, they were just learning about cloning in their science class. So really, it's convenient all around. They, they take a look through the science textbook, and Will is like, I have a functioning clone. I'm for sure gonna get an A on this <laughs> we love the existential the, the nightmare does not phase him of a middle schooler right where it's like wow this is definitely an a and not like yeah. <laughs> oh my god this is a clone of me a sentient being the fabric <laughs> of reality has been torn the parents do come home uh so will is like oh shit well i gotta hide my clone hey clone just stay here and be good and don't touch anything right he tells the clone he's gonna go eat dinner he says don't worry i'll scarf it down and be right back I just would like to point out, I don't know where I got this from, and maybe it's just a fundamental, like, when I was a kid, I misheard this phrase, but I say snarf it down <laughs> and not scarf it down. I didn't even know that. I've never heard you say that before. I'll be like, I was so hungry, I just snarfed that whole thing down. And, like, <laughs> so it you're, wasn't you're until kind of recently, all, I guess, saying. that I thought that that was, like, a real alternative. 90s slang is always kind of a thing in the DCOMs. I think this one handles it well by having the clone, like, learn the slang as it's being said. Right, yes. So while Will heads off to have dinner, we cut back to the Ocean Pup's office and the customer service lady walks in to talk to the mad scientist guys and is like, hey guys, uh, somebody called about this and it seemed like something maybe you'd want to know about. Right, they kind of shoo her away. If I'm them, well, I guess they came in and they saw that there had been sort of a, a mess made in the lab because of the animals and I guess maybe they've assumed that something has happened and the goo has spilled out or whatever. But if I was them right. and this receptionist was like, some guy called and said that his kit is, you know, bubbling too much and the, there are flashing lights, I'd be like, eh, get the hell out of here. I'd be like, that's not my department. Your customer service. Why are you coming to the literal scientists? Okay. Yeah, so they shoo her off. <laughs> they put two and two together pretty immediately. They're like, somebody's got their hands on our hyperclone tech. Right. Their concern isn't so much like, oh no, this could be really bad from a what's the word I'm looking for exposure perspective well even just like in terms of safety like this cloning technology is in its infancy and like in the wrong hands it could be very dangerous their concern right, like is actually liability. just like for their intellectual property they're like oh no right <laughs> someone's gonna steal our technology they're getting pissed off at each other because they don't know if they patented it at the right time but obviously they know there's a problem and they scoot on. they're like we gotta we gotta figure this out we we gotta figure out what's going on. We cut back to the Browning house where people are having dinner. Alan is giving Will crap about his science project. Uh, meanwhile, the clone is upstairs discovering television. And also, I guess, fashion. Right, and then naturally, he ends up on the MTV-esque channel where there's a boy band right. dancing, and so he learns the boy band moves. Yeah. <laughs> 
They had to fit in boy band dancing because it's a it's a decom. We will never escape the boy band dance moves in this genre of movie in the the time period from like ninety seven to two thousand and three. He also, as he's like stumbling around the room, he opens up the closet and I guess like a Halloween mask pops out, which obviously startles him and he screams. But curiously, his scream prompts Will to scream downstairs. At this point, I thought it was because Will was trying to cover the noise. Me too. I wrote the same thing. I thought he heard the clone scream. So he was like, oh no. Then he's like, may I please be excused? And doesn't really give an explanation for why he screamed. Even though his parents are like, are you okay? They even like put a fisheye lens on the camera. So the parents are at the other end of the table, like looking like, are you good? Yeah. And so then he heads back up to his room, finds the clone terrified hiding under his bed. You know, Will goes over to the closet, sort of explains that it's a Halloween mask and this is when he says that was really weird when you screamed I screamed so that's when I learned it was involuntary and this is where we also get introduced to this idea of like twin telepathy do you think twin telepathy is a thing no but I would say I mean we all have intuitions about people that we're close with I'm not saying I believe you're a twin just to be clear (laughs) I'm neither confirming nor denying the existence (laughs) of your expertise but But it just feels like you're the one to ask, maybe. You've done a lot of twin research to keep this story going. Right, in order to keep up this ruse. Will finds out that while he's been up here, the clone has read a bunch of stuff out of the textbook and memorized it. So Will's like, jackpot! There's an interesting moment here that honestly doesn't really come back. Will is like, oh my god, that's so cool that you have that photographic memory. And the clone is like, well, you should too, right? Because I'm your clone. Yeah, totally. it makes sense to me. It's it's a theme that's, like, veiled in the movie, but, yeah, the whole idea of, like, the clone is almost Will's potential. However, the clone is not perfect. Uh, Will does have to kind of fix his outfit and tell him how to wear clothes because the clone has put a tie on over a t-shirt and, like, his underwear on the outside and stuff. So Will's, like, also trying to help him, you know, acclimate. Right. So we get sort of the, like, sequence for a little while of teaching him how to dress himself, teaching him how to act normal, whatever. And then eventually the clone is like, I need to scarf. Right. Because he's hungry. So Will's like, okay, I'll go downstairs. I'll get you some food. So Will sneaks off downstairs. But unfortunately, the clone decides to follow him, which means there are two Wills loose in the house and in jeopardy of being found out. Yeah. At this point, too, the clone sees a picture of the family and, like, asks what it is. And there's this, the beginning of this thing about him being interested in the idea of family. But that's cut short by the sister coming out of the bathroom. And now they got to hide from her. And then they go downstairs. And now they got to sneak around because mom's in the kitchen and dad's in the dining room and they gotta hide and it's actually this like sequence I really enjoyed there's like a two-way door between the dining room and the kitchen and there's all of this you know very almost like theatrical antics about people going in and out of this door and yeah you know the the clones hiding from each other and stuff they keep having to sort of switch places because you know dad is in the dining room so one of the boys will be there in in the dining room with dad and then the other one is in the kitchen with mom and then you know the clone sneaks over to the kitchen and now they're both in the same place and so will has to cover by now he has to go into the dining room but they're in two different outfits you know it's just a it's yeah, a nobody notices the outfits which confused me but 
it's a noises off sort of farce. It goes on for a while. Yeah. Eventually, the clone does manage to grab some food out of the refrigerator. Will sends him upstairs. Will's able to get away. The parents are clearly like, that was weird, but okay. Yeah, the parents are clearly not like completely at ease, but they haven't discovered the clone at this point. And so then they go back up to his room. The clone starts eating whatever nasty health food he found in the refrigerator. Continues to impress Will with his photographic memory. At this point, Will decides he needs to give the clone a name. Uh, he starts with The Other Me, because you gotta say the name of the movie, but he does end up landing on Tui, which is cute. Uh, it's a little weird, but it's cute. Tui wouldn't have occurred to me. No, me neither, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe he should have called him Baxter. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, mom comes in to check on Will, and Will has to dive under the bed to hide because Tui is laying in the bed, so that's the only thing they can do. Yeah, Tui's been getting kind of sleepy over the course of their conversation. He eventually, like, his eyes close just as mom is coming in. So mom's like, oh, how sweet, he's asleep. Yeah, she gives him a kiss on the forehead and leaves, and Will rolls out from under the bed, and he's like, wait a second, she bought that shit? <laughs> exactly what he does he starts talking to himself like she thought he was me and he hatches this whole plan not now i guess Tui is no longer his science project Tui is now going to start going to school as will to help bring his grades up so he doesn't have to go to boot camp and yeah. will's gonna sit at home and play video games all day hell yeah i i would have totally gotten behind that motivation in 2000 uh, so that night, we get a hashtag decom villain creepy van that pulls up to Will's house. It's our friends from Ocean Pups, the mad scientists. They're looking on, and they kind of are trying to figure out what's going on. They've apparently driven across the country using, I guess at the time, MapQuest? <laughs> Yeah, those were the days. But they're very concerned with running afoul of any kind of laws here. So they're just going to stake the place out. They're not breaking in. They're not doing anything. But they're just going to stake the place out and look for two of anything. Right. At this point, they're sort of assuming that if anything, maybe Will will accidentally clone his dog, you know? Right. I, they're not in the headspace of what if he clones himself? Because, you know, what are the odds, really? Um, I will add that these villains are not subtle at all. It's like the loudest van ever. They're like idling <laughs> outside the house and it's just like making such a loud racket. And then at one point, like they're arguing with each other and like the one guy slams on the car horn for a long time. It's like... Nighttime, you're calling attention to yourselves. Fools, these are scientists. But yeah, the next morning, I guess it's still the weekend, so Will explains that he has to leave Tui alone because he and his family are going to the old folks' home to visit his grandpa Mordecai. Yeah, Will is gonna leave Tui behind while he does this, but Tui is like clearly interested in family. He's asking about grandpa Mordecai and what his deal is, but Will is just like, you stay here, we gotta go see him. He's old and boring. And then as Will leaves, Tui sort of watches the car pull off through the window, and then in the distance he sees another family all having a great time washing their car together. He decides he's going to go for a little walk outside. He leaves the house, and all of a sudden the music literally sounds like the score from Halloween Town. <laughs> You're completely right! We quickly get them visiting Grandpa Mordecai. He's very quiet. He doesn't say much. They just watch TV with him or whatever. 
It's like a little brief moment of like Grandpa Mordecai, who I guess just kind of hangs out at the old folks home and like watches TV and isn't super responsive. And it's like kind of sad. And it's like juxtaposed with like Tui very happily skipping along through the park. Right. Uh, And then after that sequence, Will gets back home and realizes Tui is gone. And this causes him to have to get up on his bike and go hunting for him. Thankfully, he's able to use his super duper strong twin telepathy to get a sense for where Tui is, which is the park. And at the park, Tui has asked a kid with a dog if he can play with them, which just means the kid is throwing a frisbee and Tui is fetching it with his mouth. Yeah, this this made me laugh out loud when Will rolls up to get Tui and this boy throws the frisbee to Tui and Tui jumps up and catches it in his mouth and walks it back to the boy and like shakes his head around like, look at me, I got it. And this boy takes the frisbee back and says, mom. (laughs) (laughs) He leaves with his cute dog. Um, But Will sees all of this happening. He's like hiding behind a tree. He gets Tui's attention. He's like, you can't do this. Time to go. And Tui is like still on this family thing. He asks Will if Tui has a family. And Will's like, what? You don't have a family? I have a family. You aren't even that real, question mark? You aren't even alive. Tui's consciousness reminds me of that dog on TikTok who talks with the buttons, who's becoming more and more existential over time. Now Will says, all right, I gotta take you and teach you the fine art of being me because he's got to get him ready to go to school as him tomorrow because he's like, this clone is just acting too goddamn weird to represent me at school. Yes, and this kicks off the first of many sort of montage sequences where we see Will teaching Tui how to act like a regular kid. At some point, there's a moment where Alana shows up in the garage and like, Will hides, and so she has to talk to Tui, and Tui starts spouting off with what I think is just, like, TV slang? Yeah, I had no idea what that was about. He says some completely inscrutable thing. Yeah, like, a lot of, like, kind of gibberish teen slang. I don't know. I don't know. But he says he learned it from the music video. I don't remember what they said in the music video, but I guess that's just his attempt at being normal, which is unsatisfactory to Will. Will is really concerned that Tui's gonna go make him look bad. Right. Right, but he can't think about it too much because now it's time for him to send Dewey to school in his place. Yeah, the next morning he's like amping him up. He's like, all right, go downstairs, tell mom, you gotta go, give her a kiss and go. Don't, don't interact, do not engage. And Dewey goes downstairs and he starts to leave and mom's like, Okay, honey, have a nice day. And Dewey's like, gotta go, kiss, out the door. He just keeps saying. And mom's like, what? Gotta go, kiss, out the door. (laughs) And he leaves and... Mom and Alana look at each other like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? And then he runs into Chucky on his way to school, so they head off together. Chucky is a little bit phased by Tui's weirdness, but Chucky is along for the ride. And then we get another montage of, like, Tui doing school stuff, and he's doing super well on his tests, and he's exploring the school building, and he's learning how to use, you know, the water fountain. And that's all intercut with Will just hanging out, playing video games, eating popcorn back home. Yeah, it seems to be playing an N64, which made me happy as a person who at this time played a lot of N64. (laughs) The montage sequence ends. We're at school. It's lunchtime. The boys sit down and literally all they're having for lunch is a carton of juice and a single slice of pizza because that's how they do it. God damn it, if Tui (laughs) isn't the most excited he's ever been by the pizza. Right. He takes a bite of this pizza and is just completely... Oh, I should also add, before he even tries the pizza, Chucky's like, all right, man, it's time for you to level with me. 
are you doing a bit to try to make people think <laughs> there's something wrong with you so that you'll get out of trouble for having such bad grades? Yeah, it's it's actually really a funny suggestion. <laughs> He's like, because if so, I'm cool with it, but you got to clue me in. Right. But Tui's like, no, I just love pizza. He takes a bite of it. He stands up. He's like, holy God, it's pizza. For some reason, this turns into a dance sequence. Yep. He's all, you know, revved up about this delicious frozen pizza. He stands up in the cafeteria and just starts doing all of the boy band moves he learned on TV. Initially, the kids are like, what is wrong with you? But then the kids, one kid with a big boom box is like, yeah, man. Puts the boom box on the table. Plays some music. Boombox Kid gets on the table. The boys start dancing together. Turns out Boombox Kid is an excellent dancer. Yeah. They they bring the whole house down. Now everybody's getting up on the tables and dancing. I'm wondering where the adults are. No one is saying anything. It's just a full-on dance party in the cafeteria. Heather is super into Tui and his dance skills. Like, Tui brings Heather up to dance with him, and she's like, oh, so I guess you dance now. Want to go to the formal? Right. And he's like, will there be pizza? And she's like, I can bring you pizza. That's how much she wants to go out with this guy. <laughs> She's like, I- I'll I provide the pizza, pizza don't to the worry. school dance for you. And he's like, okay, if there's pizza, then I'm in. And so Heather finally gets what she wants. Alana's like over to the side with her friend. And she's like, is it possible my lame brother is cool? Right. I think it's so weird that the perception is that this is cool behavior. Like Alana's <laughs> friend is even like, wow, that's your brother? Since when is he so cool? Yeah, these teenagers are like, wow, what a cool 11 year old. There's also, they cut back to Chucky and he is sitting at the table. He's like the only kid not dancing and he just goes, I think I'm having an out of body experience. <laughs> this this also caused me to laugh out loud. Yeah, it really tickled me. <laughs> Finally, the grown-ups show up and they shut down the dance party and they haul Tui off to the principal's office. There's a classic 90s movie record scratch right. as they all appear and put their hands on their hips. At the principal's office, Tui gets stuck sitting next to the resident bad boy kid. Do you know his name? I don't. His name is Scotty. Scotty. And he and Tui, or well, he and Will, wow, even I can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> he and Will have beef because apparently Will got Scotty in trouble for like stealing his lunch money or something and telling on him. Uh, so Scotty's got a beef with him and he sits down next to him and he's like, huh, look who it is. You know, if we ever get to be alone, I'm going to fuck you up. Right, and Tui doesn't understand this threatening energy. He puts two and two together after the coaching he got from Will. He's like, oh, you're Scotty. I got you suspended that one time, right? And Scotty's like, yes. And Tui's like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. And they sort of work it out. They have their own little feelings meeting. And they make up. And, like, we learn that Scotty has sort of a bad, like, home life. And I, I don't know Tui how this summons happens. the power of effective communication. Yes, they literally <laughs> just, like, have a chat. And then it's better. Uh, Back at home, Will is, like, now dealing with the fallout of all of Tui's actions, right? Right, because Tui comes home and he's like, wow, school's awesome. I love school. Can't wait to go back to school. And then Heather calls and Will answers the phone. And Heather's like, I'm so excited to go to the... 
Junior's social with you. And obviously Will has been trying to avoid this. He's like, you don't understand all the years I've put into avoiding Heather. And now I... I'm supposed to go to this dance with her because I sent you to school, blah, blah. And it's just a bunch of things in, like, quick succession, right? Because Scotty shows up to the house. Right, like the doorbell rings. Hey, man, just wanted to drop by to say, it was really nice talking to you, and I'm glad we connected. Well, he's also, (laughs) I guess, like, Tui left a notebook or something outside the principal's office, so Scotty has officially come back to return that. But it's also, like, an excuse to be like, yeah, he's like, yeah, man, you left this, just wanted to bring it back, you know, it was really nice talking to you, glad we could work our shit out and will is obviously shook by this he doesn't know what's going on and he doesn't have time to process because then our home alone goons show up yes and they are posing as customer service people from ocean pups they're like hey we're responding to a call you made about your defective ocean pups right could we like learn more about that or like check it out and will's like oh no man that's good the kit sucked if you just give me my money back and leave they don't they're like oh we'll get back to you on that sorry bye yeah he kicks them out and that's kind of the end of that interaction he doesn't seem that troubled by the fact that these guys like in a van were like yeah we came out here to follow up with you in person about your sea monkey kit but okay well he at least plays it cool when they're at the door because after they walk away he goes upstairs and he and Tui are looking at their van through a pair of binoculars right and it's all tripped out like the van in that other movie in up up and away it's got all the like spy equipment and they're looking at them trying to figure out what they want. This might be the literal same van from Up, Up, and Away. It is fully a hashtag decom villain creepy van, like I said. Yeah. At this point, they realize maybe these guys are sort of keeping an eye on them, so they resolve to make sure they're never, ever seen together. The other thing that we learn at this point while the um, ocean pups scientists are walking away is that the hyperclone has a limited lifespan, unless it gets this, like, booster serum. But now Will is resolved to continue to send Tui to school in his place until his grades are back up and he doesn't have to go to boot camp. Then we get another montage of Tui doing well in school and Will's still playing lots of video games and the goons are now trying to like continue their stakeout under the guise of running an ice cream truck. Yeah, they're fully running an operational ice cream truck badly. Uh, because, ha ha ha, decom shit. Squirting the soft serve into their hands and, like, it's just not going well. (laughs) Totally a health code violation, but, you know, they're scientists. Right. They're not food (laughs) experts. Now we get a feelings meeting between Tui and Will, because Will is, like, hey man, he's getting bored, I guess, of playing video games all day. He tells Tui... I'm living like a prisoner here while you have all the fun. And Tui's like, the hell are you talking about, dude? Like, I thought this is what you wanted. And Will's like, yeah, so did I, but I guess not. And like, Will is sort of getting jealous now because Tui's going out and doing fun stuff with Will's friends and Tui's making plans to go see Heather. And, you know, Will just has FOMO, I think. He he, he even has a moment where he's like, (laughs) staying home and playing video games was my dream. Right, yeah. But my dream sucks. He's going stir crazy, I guess. And so Will is like, you know what? You can stay in tonight and I'll go out with my friends. That seems fair. Meanwhile, outside, the goons are still on their stakeout. And at some point, they catch a glimpse of both of the boys. And this is when they realize that Will has cloned himself. And so they hatch this plan. They're going to kidnap the clone because technically it's not illegal to kidnap a clone, I guess. That feels right. like a legal gray area Because again, to me. they're very concerned.
concerned with the legality of what right. they're doing. But that's that's the plan. Also, we get the information that they have three days left on the clone. Right. Yes. Now it's time to visit Grandpa Mordecai again, and this time Will can't be fucking bothered with this old fuck. So <laughs> he's gonna send Tui to do it. Will is sick of sitting inside, but he's not that sick of sitting inside. So he's gonna ship off Tui to yeah. visit Mordecai. So Tui does, and then there's this moment that's actually kind of sweet, but really weird. Where, you know, the family comes in, it's the same shit as usual, Mordecai's watching the TV, and everybody's like, oh, hi, Grandpa, how you doing? And Will just, uh, Tui, see? Yeah, I know. (laughs) They did it! Tui just stands in front of Grandpa, and like, puts his hand out and touches his face, and he's like, does it hurt? to be old grandpa right and grandpa's suddenly snaps out of his tv trance and is like not today okay so i guess they just like never even really tried to talk to him before they yeah i guess they've been going every fucking week to see him and they've never made an attempt to have a conversation with him it feels a little bit like tui did the absolute bare minimum here but (laughs) it worked so congrats when tui gets home though will is just pissed about how long he was gone yeah and then this gets weird because like tui's all excited about what happened with grandpa they had a whole conversation apparently and in the middle of this mom and dad show up so Tui has to go hide in the closet and mom and dad have come to say thank you to Will for being so nice to grandpa and and mom and dad also want to sort of commend Will on how well he's been doing in school and how his attitude has improved and dad breaks the news that they've decided to take boot camp off the table but then there's this actually like really heartbreaking moment where Will is like hey would you guys still love me if all of this was temporary and I, like, go back to normal? Would you still love me? And his family's like, dude, it was never about us loving you. Like, that's always a thing. And they hug him. And I actually fucking choked up watching this scene. Oh, that's cute. I don't know what it was about it, but it was just really sweet. So they give him a hug and everybody is like, wow. But sort of riding on this high from the feelings meeting with mom and dad, Will decides that he wants to go back to school. So Tui's going to stay home and play video games or whatever. And Will's going to go live his life again. Before Will leaves for school, Tui tries to be like, hey, can I just kind of get you up to speed on what you've missed and will's like i don't need you to get me up to speed on my own life i'll figure it out idiot and he does because he goes to school and he's just shook by all this stuff that happens scotty is like being nice to him and standing up for him when somebody knocks over his books by accident heather is coming up and like hey william are you ready for our date i'll be sure to bring your pizza Get there early so we can, like, talk. And it's pretty overwhelming for Will. Yeah. It's just so different. And he ends up coming home at the end of the day to, to discover that Tui has taken the opportunity to reorganize his closet. And this right. just sets he Will up. He even pulls up. out a chart about how he's optimized the space. Right. But Will is so pissed <laughs> off because, you know, from his perspective, it looks like everybody likes Tui better than they like him. Tui seems to be, you know, better at things than him. It's just all of Will's insecurities are coming out. Right. So they end up having a feelings meeting where Will's like, how are you different from me? Like, what makes you different? Why do people like you so much? And Tui's just like, I'm just not afraid to be myself. And like, you should too. And I was kind of shook by this feelings meeting. I was like, this is a level of introspection that I'm not used to in a decom. Yeah, it's really weird because it's like a character having a conversation with themselves, but a version of themselves that like hasn't actually faced any of the stuff that 
this is getting deep now. Like, Tui hasn't experienced all of the traumas, you know, that have made Will right. act the way he does. So it's like looking at a, a fresh, clean, naive version of a yourself. A clean slate version of your potential or something. It's very interesting. And yeah, so Tui's sort of like, I think deep down, like, you're afraid to do well in school. You're afraid to try because you're afraid to fail. And this is these are very big brain ideas for a kid's movie, but it seems to have some effect. And Will says, you know kind of again heartbreakingly to me he's like worried because everybody's going to expect Tui at the social and they're gonna get him Who, whoever will lead us in our dance moves at this point Tui fucking drops the bomb that he's like also by the way I don't belong here I want to run away to New York City right that feels like it comes out of nowhere a little bit it kind of feels like at the end of the feelings meeting we're back on some level ground you know Tui has made up his mind he wants to move to New York York and Will doesn't try to stop him. <laughs> Will's like, yeah, 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 you've been so successful with school and stuff. I imagine you can fucking live on your own in New York. Right. And he's also like, <laughs> but you know, I think you deserve to go to the junior social in my place tonight before you go to New York. Go have one last night, Tui. <laughs> And so that's what happens. Meanwhile, the goons are outside still spying on the house and they see Tui leaving for the dance dressed in a nice suit and they start to follow him in their van because they assume he must be the real Will. That doesn't make sense though because they said they didn't want to kidnap the real Will. So why are they following the kid that they think is the real one? Yeah, I guess the thought process is like, if they can get either of them, they can get closer to the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Meanwhile, Will has been looking out the window, and I guess he saw the van kind of following behind Tui, so he goes downstairs, and so he's sort of crouched behind a bush somewhere, and that's when he overhears this conversation between the goons about how they really have to get the clone because they gotta give him the serum. He's gotta drink that blue goo or whatever so he doesn't, I don't know, disintegrate. Yeah, they say he needs to drink this, I think, in the next 24 hours or he'll turn into ocean pup eggs. D disturbing. Yeah, Crazy. very strange. Ashes to ashes, dust to ocean Will pup eggs. Will seeing that and hearing that decides, oh, I gotta get my hands on that serum and he pops out of the bush, runs up, grabs the serum and runs off and the two scientists are like, it's the clone! We gotta get him! Yeah, and Will takes off running with the blue serum, which is in an extremely phallic-looking bottle. The shape of this vial is just, like, if you filled a condom with, like... <laughs> It is what it looks like. Um, they lose Will when he runs away. So then they look at each other and they're like, well, okay, let's go get the real one because they think the one going to the dance is the real Will. So they're like, let's go get the real one at the dance and we'll shake him down for information and it's the next best thing. So they resolve they're going to go to the dance. So we cut over to the dance where Tui and Heather are, I guess, the only people on the dance floor, which checks out. Well, what happens is Chucky and Tui walk in and Tui's all excited about the decorations and stuff, but he sees Heather. Heather brings the pizza over, but Tui's like, why is nobody dancing? So he just hands the pizza off to Chucky, brings Heather out to the empty dance floor, and gets the party started. Yeah, Scotty, the bully kid, and his date decide to join in, and then it doesn't take long for it to turn into a whole choreographed dance. The real Will shows up, and he sees Tui get a kiss on the cheek from Heather and says, well, now I can't be mad at him. And I'm like, I thought you didn't like Heather. Right, I know. <laughs> Oh, this is where it gets so weird like he's been so clear about the fact that he's not into this girl so maybe like that's the same thing that Tui was talking about where he actually is into Heather but he's afraid of shooting his shot with 
himself her out like there. having it go badly, I guess. She's pretty freaking obvious about her interest in him, though. Like, yeah, that's a pretty sure bet. could not be more clear. So, <laughs> Will gets there, and then at some point, Chucky spots Will, and this is when Will sort of has to come clean about the clone situation. And Chucky's like, I don't know if you're joking or not, but I'm here for you. Like, Yeah, at this point, Chucky's kind of like, I'm just along for the ride. It's yeah, impossible written, for me he's to a predict ride or die friend. your next moves anymore, so just... Tell me what to do and I'll do it. Also, the scientist guys have showed up at the dance. They're, I guess, posing as chaperones or techs or something. I don't really know. But they're wandering around, keeping an eye on the clone. They're trying to, you know, keep eyes on them and whatever. Eventually, Tui, I guess, starts to feel the effects of, you know, turning into ocean pup eggs. And so he sort of stumbles off to the bathroom because he doesn't feel well. At which point, Heather spots Will and doesn't realize it's two different people even though he's in a different outfit. She's like, oh, you changed your clothes. Cool. Anyway, time for you to teach everybody that fancy new dance move you've been promising us. Will, I guess, has spotted the science goons, and he's going to use this dance move thing as a diversion tactic. Yes. So he's going to go do that, and he sends Chucky off to find Tui, uh, and tells him, like, just get him and bring him to the house, and I'll meet you there. Right. So Will takes the dance floor and starts making up some dance moves that it's like, yo-yo. Yo-yo. Play basketball. Like, he's just <laughs> making random moves up. But the kids buy it. They all start doing the random dances. And then, you know, the, the dance floor is totally swarmed. It's going to make it harder for the goons to move around. And then at one point, Heather pulls Will aside and they kiss. Yeah. Which is also so, so guess... weird because, like, she was into Will. But then the person she's actually been in a sort of relationship with has been Tui. So I don't know, right. like, whose girlfriend is she? Yeah, because at some point, yeah, that's a fair point. Because at some point... <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that, but you're 100% right. Like, like it doesn't feel like she's Will's girlfriend, but she thought Tui was Will. So I don't know. Something about this feels non-consensual for someone. I'm just not sure who. D no time to contemplate that because they seem into it enough. Uh, but Will goes off to find Chucky and whatever, and they reconvene. They haven't been able to find Tui, so they split up again. The scientists find Will, the real Will, and grab him because they think he's the clone. We cut to Tui standing outside of a bus that's gonna go to New York City. He was just gonna fuck off to New York now without telling anybody. Right, I don't know where they live, but I guess it's in bus driving distance from New York City. But he, like, pauses outside of the bus and, like, has a vision of some motor garage. Yeah, his twin senses are tingling, and he senses that Will must be in trouble. He sees the vision of this garage. Bad vibes. And we cut to the garage, because that's where the scientists have brought Will. They've tied him up. He's trying to tell them that he's the real one, which now they're like, oh crap, maybe he is. I don't know. Okay, tie him up harder. We'll go find the clone. And then this isn't illegal. Remember when we were worried about illegal stuff? <laughs> Right. This has gone completely off the rails now. They can't be positive which is which. They're going to kidnap them both and roll the dice on the legality. So they leave. Will's left alone in the garage and he kind of starts to panic. Yeah, the level of peril at this point is pretty intense for a decom. Will is like, oh my god, what if I never get out of here? I should have told my family I love them. It's like when the kids in Under Wraps accidentally get tied up with, like, the mafia. Right, yes, exactly. <laughs> so Will is having a crisis, but it's okay 
okay because Tui pops out to save him because he got the the telepathic sign. He's like untying him, but his face is starting to flicker with that, you know, magical light that we saw before. And Will catches him up on the issue of his imminent <laughs> de-integration back into eggs or whatever. Yeah, his ocean pups transformation. I don't know, do we ever find out how Tui manages to get into the garage? Doesn't matter. He just kind of shows <laughs> up and we're like, yay, he's here to the rescue. But Unfortunately, the scientists come back. Well, I guess fortunately, unfortunately, because they need the serum that the scientists have. But they're talking back and forth about how they ran out of gas and didn't have enough gas, so they had to come back. Which, honestly, like, I'm glad they put in a throwaway line to explain why the fuck they came back. Right, yeah. But the boys have to run off and hide, and it doesn't take long for the goons to notice that Will is missing. We get the classic chase sequence. They're searching through this warehouse and trying to find Will. At this point, they all also don't know that the clone is there they think they're just looking right. for one guy and it's kind of a long like home alone-esque chase sequence of like yeah i've written there's a bunch of home alone nonsense where they're <laughs> various the guy comes up and is trying to intimidate the clone and then the clone pushes him over and will like tabletops him and they push him into a pile of oil or something yeah like a vat of oil and then they they like somehow lure the other guy onto like a forklift and they raise the forklift and the guy doesn't realize that now he's you know six feet up in the air and just ridiculous stuff like that at one point it's an actual thing that happens in home alone they like topple over a a shelf full of paint cans onto one guy right but it all culminates with them getting to the garage door and they're trying to open it up and get out, but only Will is able to get out. Tui can't escape in time. The scientists catch up and pull him in. Uh, Will is panicking. Tui is going to turn back into eggs, but <laughs> Will has a brain blast moment outside and remembers that there's a bathroom window he can use to get in. How convenient. I don't know if that was something they set up at some point. I don't remember seeing it. I mean, maybe that's why I was sort of wondering, like, does Tui say, I climbed in through the bathroom window or something like that? Could be. And it also might have been in a line that they cut for time or something. Sure, you sure, know? yeah. While Will is going around to climb in the window, the goons are sort of trying to force feed Tui the formula. And Tui's being resistant, which I think is weird because he needs to drink it either way. He might as well drink it. Right. And then they can, like bring the hammer down on the science goons he's talking about how he he's not going to go with the science men because he knows they're going to run a bunch of experiments on him yada 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 that's always a thing in the movies is like oh no we can't let anybody know about you <laughs> right it's the et thing it's weird it's a weird thing to be so scared of i guess but it's just part of like the the media machine that makes you mistrust scientists for some reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true it was the same thing in the 13th year. And in Smart House, too. I mean, the bad guys were the scientists who made the house. Yeah, the ultimate Christmas present, the, like, meteorologist guy, he is the bad guy. <gasps> Decom scientists are always the villain. There's I don't know what you're trying to tell me, Disney. here. Anyway, eventually. But anyway, <laughs> while they're trying to force feed Tui, Will swings in like Tarzan on a chain and just drop kicks them. Yep, he manages to break Tui loose. And also in the nick of time, Chucky and Scotty show up at the garage and they're able to, I think, slam the other, they're able to slam the other science goon into like the trunk of some car. So now they're both otherwise occupied. So Will yeah. grabs Don't the Don't worry formula. about like how they knew where to go or what the fuck. I know. Doesn't matter. There's, well, right. 
we'll get there but even then it doesn't make sense will grabs the formula and gives it to Tui to drink it must be you know just in the nick of time because he was clearly about to turn into ocean pup eggs the day is saved they get the serum they give it to Tui. now he's good he'll live also the police show up at this point and the family shows up everybody's here now also Tui explains that somehow in the midst of the chaos he had time to go to the school and find chucky and tell him to meet him at the garage I, I didn't even catch that line that's yeah. that's how they explain them getting there yes but it's so half-assed but the police and the family are there and will is like hey family just go along with this for a second i promise i'll explain everything uh hey police this is my identical cousin gil alana backs it up which is you know her big character arc moment where the cop the is real clearly MVP. a little bit sus about this identical cousin thing and alana's like yeah never could tell them apart so then the parents are on board and they all go home everybody's sitting around the dining room table will has to come clean about i accidentally cloned myself and then i decided to exploit my clone to bring my grades up at school the family's super open-minded about this situation they're like well it's weird but god damn it we love you son this is your new cousin gil who lives with us yeah classic bothered but not bothered enough um <laughs> oh yes and yeah, also, so, Grandpa lives with them now. Right, so not only is Gil... <laughs> Tui, first of all, Tui's name is formally being changed to Gil, and he's going to live there. And also, now Grandpa Mordecai is there. They don't show us that Grandpa's at the table while this scene is going on. It's literally at the last second, like, a, a disembodied voice says something, and then the camera pans, and it's Grandpa sitting at the table. <laughs> but hey, I love it. It's sweet. <laughs> He's like, if anybody has a problem with Gil, they'll have to answer to me. Cool, Grandpa. We're glad you're such an active member of the community now. And then the movie sort of ends with the family being like, wow, we're so hungry. Let's order some pizza. Yay! And that's the movie. The end. I, I'll just say it. I freaking loved this movie. <laughs> I thought it was excellent. It's such strange. Like, I wrote in my note, I don't. I haven't put any ratings down for this movie. I just wrote, where do I even begin? Because <laughs> I just genuinely don't know. Like, I don't know what to say about it. I think it's a fun movie. It's just so ridiculous. Like, you have to, you have to treat it like what it is, you know? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And for what it is, it's it's great. It lives very much in the same, like, cinematic universe, like the weird DCOM Black Mirror Y2K cinematic universe as uh, Smart House, in right. my opinion. Yes. And, like, up, up, and away, you know, with the, you know, evil villain lair with the computer software mind control thing. Right, you know? exactly. I, I think it's a cute movie. I think that the performances are good. I, I think it's impressive that the one kid plays, you know, both versions of himself, and he commits really fully to both characters. So, uh, so the Lawrence brothers, who is the other brother? I don't know his name, but he's not in this movie. That's, I started to question ah. like, are these twins? Because I know that there's brothers, but I looked it up and no, it's just Andrew Lawrence plays both parts. And then at some other point, he was cast with his brother? Yeah, I don't think that they're twins. I think they're just brothers. Like, they're different ages. Yeah, you see there are times where they, they're able to do some fancy stuff with, like, body doubles. You know, there's that whole montage 
that training montage in the garage. They're really clever to like use sort of like silhouette lighting so that they could have a body mm-hmm. double in there and then have the other actor playing one of the characters and it's not super obvious. Not to not to like wax nerdy on it, but like for a made for television movie, they took some risks with the cinematography in a way that I think paid off. Like that that you're talking about, like even that goofy ass scene where he's at the dinner table and they're all looking at him like he has six heads and they put a fisheye lens on it. Like you're saying, some of the clever stuff they do to disguise that it's the same actor, it worked for me. I was never like, wow, what a fucking obvious bad filmmaking thing. Right. You know what I mean? They use some of the similar, like, just technical things that they did in, like, the parent trap with the body doubles. I think that it's a cute movie, and I think that there are some lessons to be learned from it about, you know, the fact that people sort of contain multitudes and that if you let fear kind of run your life, you're less fun. (laughs) The fact, though, that Gil still exists at the end is, like... Way more problematic than they want it to be from like a like philosophical standpoint. Like and like in terms of the science, like who knows what he's going to? What are the long term effects of having been cloned? You know, and being a clone. As I was watching this movie, I genuinely couldn't remember how it ended. I couldn't remember if Gil survives or if he turns into Ocean Pup eggs. Like if he wants to sort of goes off to New York. I could see it being a thing where he's like, I don't belong in this, you know, human, whatever. I'm just going to go back where I belong and like become ocean pup eggs. I hope that I taught you something, my dear friend. Right. Kind of like Life Size starring Tyra Banks where like at the end she's like, but I have to go back to being a Barbie now. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very, it is very rife for a gritty R-rated. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Again, the philosophical questions that this movie poses are pretty deep and scary. I think it's a cute movie, though, and I think that it's super well cast and well acted, and there are a couple moments where I, like, genuinely laughed out loud. Yeah, which, like, that's something that, I mean, considering that these are children's movies that are meant to be fun and funny... I often find myself laughing at the movies rather than laughing with the movies. And I feel like this one, like, I had moments of legitimate joy that were triggered intentionally by the script. Right, you know? yeah. I think that's an accomplishment. I think 100% considering some of these movies. But I had, a, I mean, it, it was also a good balance for me of, like, ridiculous turn-of-the-century sci-fi garbage and yeah. legitimately funny and again, it made me almost start crying at one point. So I don't know if it's just because I have a particular... I mean, obviously it pushes a lot of personal buttons for me, being a, like, sort of twin movie and being, like, a movie about the struggles of a privileged white kid. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it worked for me in a way that was, like, nostalgic and it's a movie I've never seen before. So, like, I I quite enjoyed it. It was it was, It's very high up for me on the list of movies we've watched for the show. Did you give it ratings? I, I pondered the ratings. Definitely as a DCOM, it's like a 9 out of 10 for me. It was excellent as a DCOM. And existing in what I'm discovering is sort of my favorite genre of DCOM, which is, like, weird, dark sci-fi. Right. <laughs> but even as a real movie, like I said, it took legitimate filmmaking risks. I don't know if it was just copying the parent trap or whatever, but, like, I think this is, like, an 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10 for a made-for-TV children's movie. Yeah, like I said, I think it's important to, like, 
score it on a rubric of like what it is what was the intent of this movie and i think that it was very successful in doing what it set out to do the grandpa subplot though was weird as shit yeah, and i would I, I, I wish they would have just not done it could have cut five minutes out of the movie if we removed the grandpa subplot but i think it was successful i think it was fun and like you said i liked the characters i thought all of the characters were clear even the side characters like i liked scotty i liked chucky i even liked heather i liked them all i can't think of a character that i was like what the fuck is this character even the dumb home alone ripoff goons were kind of funny yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I, I guess that's the movie. That's all I have to say about it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Movie Surfing, a Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed this movie, and I had a lot of fun talking about it. I hope you did too, Delaney. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure that you're following us on your podcatcher of choice. You can find us on the social media. We have a Facebook page. We're not super active on it, but if you engage us there, we'll engage you right back. Um, we also have an Instagram. Uh, and I think we have a Twitter. Uh, we, we do have a Twitter. <laughs> we also have our website, www.moviesurfingpod.com, where you can leave questions or recommendations in our suggestion box. Also, if you're interested in telling us what movie you want to hear next, leave it in an Apple review. Or if you just really like the show, we would love it if you could go and give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a big difference for the visibility of the show, and we would really appreciate it. We read all of those. This movie was suggested to us by The Case Files, one of the listeners who left a review on Apple Podcasts. So we hope that this was a good entree into the Lawrence Brothers canon for you, The Case Files. And thank you for the suggestion, because I had no idea about this movie, and I really freaking liked it. So thanks. The more you know. Uh, but that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening again. And and uh, we'll have something for you again in two weeks. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye. We're not going to say anything funny at the end of the episode this time. You're just, uh, hopefully the episode itself was funny enough. Talk to you again real soon. I just don't believe people even listen this far into the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 sometimes I wonder. Like, if I just started reciting my social security number. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>